Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Such Down Under. I'm Matty P with Marky D. We're sorry we're a few minutes behind, folks, but maybe that's helped you get home so that you can watch us live rather than having to listen to us in the background on your commute home from work or in the car. Do make sure you don't touch your phone. It's important to practice safe driving. And if you're on the audio side, well, it doesn't really um, matter that we've gone a little bit later, but we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, doing Marky D? Hey, man, I'm doing really well, mate. You know what time it is? 8.42 a.m. in Australia. Uh, good time to talk about Steelers. So, so I just, you know, kind of woke up like a few minutes ago. But I'm doing really well. Our team's doing really well, I think, even with a really tough start. And the the fire Tomlin crowd is very quiet. I think we have some winning ways ahead of us. I think we have an easier schedule coming up. But we've still got to go out there and play some football. I think the team overall is getting better and getting healthier. Um, there's a chance we can go to the playoffs. Like there, there, there really, really is. If we can win this game, if you, a few pieces go out our, our, our direction. Um, the Raiders lost yesterday in that dramatic fashion with Baker Mayfield running down the field 98 yards. So that helps out the Steelers too. That's one team that they probably will miss the playoffs now. They're pretty. They're, they're one game behind us. So um, I'm, I'm ready to. I'm ready for the next five games. To be honest, and even if we don't make the playoffs, we need to enjoy the five games and the just watch the progression of the team because they're getting better. They they started out pretty pretty trash. Let's 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 not be, you know, let's be honest, well, right? Like I, I, yeah, like they're getting better. As you like to say, you saying there's a chance. You always say always a chance, mate. Yeah. <laughs> They're Still actually the they got a real shot here, um, and I think everyone will probably tell when they're listening live to this show or on, on on the audio side how buoyed Mark and I are, and we we've sort of kept this undertone coming out of the buy of like if they can get it together, if they can get it together, if they can get it together. That it's just it you know, and, and we go back to a couple of weeks ago, the narrative was all about stacking wins, um, and that's that's really what it is about now for the Steelers. It is about stacking those wins, and it's just each week, just take each week. That's all you've got to do now and worry about yourselves. Um, they've got enough AFC North matchups, obviously, to close out the season. Obviously, one of those three matchups um, mm-hmm. comes this week against Baltimore. But it's as you say, Mark, like with the Raiders, we talked about when we predicted the record at the start of the season. Remember I said the Raiders game will be really interesting. Either the Raiders will be in the mix and there'll be a challenge or they'll fall apart. It'll be a big game for Pittsburgh with the 50th, anniversary of the immaculate reception right. and will be the one charging into the playoffs and literally that's how it's shaping up now Mate, like if 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 that if that game right is meaningful for a wild card or possibly afc north playoff implications it's gonna be one of the best games ever i'm really hyped about the christmas day game or christmas eve game Steelers versus raiders and the immaculate reception and the retiring of franco harris's jersey I think it's going to be a fantastic game, to be honest. Now, a lot of things have to go our way, but there is an actual chance, right? There's a chance that if nine games goes goes our way, the Ravens lose out, the Bengals lose out, and we win out pretty much, right? And the yeah. Browns lose one game that on Christmas morning in America, the Pittsburgh Steelers could be holding the AFC North title in their possession for the next two weeks. Now, will that happen? I don't know. But there's more of a chance that those playoff invocations can happen in that direction, then going the other way to tank. Well, and, right? and so I talked about this on War Room at the start this week of like, you look at the schedules for the rest of the teams in the AFC North, particularly Bengals and, and, and Baltimore. And Baltimore, with everything going on, it, 
it's not an easy run for them. The Bengals in a, in a bit of a better spot. Um, mm, I agree. But, yeah. but the Baltimore, you know, do have a real, a real sort of, I guess, challenge, not just in Lamar's out, but to run home and when they've got the different teams um, finishing up. I think they finish up against the Bengals in the final week of the season. That becomes a real problem. You'd kind of love for that game to be a draw or for Baltimore to pull something out and win that one, right? You know, like after losing a bunch. Um, so I, I think that's kind of an interesting storyline around that. But the other thing that I I was listening to um, Chris Carter from Pittsburgh Post Cadet, um, Pittsburgh Post Cadet, the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, <laughs> Cadet, um, this week, and I don't I, I like him obviously he's XBTSC as well. So um, you know it's probably the only show that we're really allowed to cross promote. But he he was talking to a colleague of his. Um, I think it's Josh Taylor, but they were talking about the narrative around everyone sort of talks about Mike Tomlin being a player's coach instead, like he's been very serious and Arthur Motes apparently talked to Chris Carter about how, when they, you know, had to win seven games to make the playoffs back when Motes was there, it was a very different Mike Tomlin in the dressing room. And you saw that video on social media last week about the guy that yelled out to Mike Tomlin in the (laughs) tunnel and Mike Tomlin basically told him to get effed. Right, a very Australian thing to do. Everyone in America is freaking uh, out. We're just like, it's a pretty Aussie thing to do. Like get daily life. My work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like get stuffed. But and even the fan took it well. People came out and said it was rude and all the rest. I of thought it. the fan yeah. reaction was great. I thought his smile then was like, oh, yeah, he no. loved it, man. Man, <laughs> if you or I yelled out to Mike Tomlin and he said that to us, we'd be like, we'd love that because he's focused, right? But yeah, it's I, kind I of interesting with that- this narrative, right, where they're now like. And they were talking about this. They're like these mean stealers. They've got a part of the pun. They've got this steal to them now, right? Of just we got to go and win out. Hmm. And I thought it's kind of an interesting narrative when you think about the fact that some people are like, oh, he's a player's coach. He doesn't take it seriously. He's not going to be hard on them. And even even I even I've sort of talked a little bit about that narrative in, you know, earlier in the season. But when push comes to shove, it's professionalism. It, it's it's hard ass sort of stuff. And it's been really great to see, particularly because. Long-time listeners of this show, and we've got many of them in the live chat, like, you know, your Jared Devils, your Sean Matterhands, your Mark Malones, you know, they've been listening to this show for literally years. We've been seeing you in the live chat. And we talked about back when the Steelers went 11-0, and that they're winning games, but they don't didn't have any grit. They didn't know how to win the tough games. And that it was a concern going into the playoffs. Mm. And they showed a bit of grit last year against the Chiefs before it fell apart, before, you know, Deontay dropped balls. And the Chiefs were just a lot better team, right? Yep, they were. But, but what I find really interesting is that this season, we are winning the close games. We do have the grit to close out games. And so, Mark, I wanted to get your thoughts on, like, Mike Tomlin and the grittiness, um, the grittiness being showed by the team, and, like, why, in some ways, for me, I want to get your thoughts on this, like, it's almost for me, I'm kind of like, it's less about the record now as long as you're in the playoffs and it's more about what you're going to do when you get there. And I think back to things like the Immaculate Reception and I mm. think back to when the Steelers had to win out on the road through the playoffs um, in, what was it, 2005, where they had to go go on the road the whole time to get to the, and to win the Super Bowl. That's the Steelers that that we're used to. It's not these what? Steelers that have to sit in their home, home stadium all the time and get 15 wins and like blitz everyone by 30 points. What I can't understand is a lot of people want like a lot of people want this team to go to the Super Bowl, right? You know, and I've, I saw a few comments on the internet on YouTube somewhere. It was like they want the team to go to the Super Bowl, get a Super Bowl win, 
And they're like, well, Mike Tomlin should be fired if he doesn't do that. But they're not realizing what's what he's the, the, the team he has right now is the youngest offense in the league. The rookie quarterback, no big Ben. The O-line stunk at the start of the year and it still needs a lot of work. And also everything we're saying, they all still need a lot of work. They're, they're, they're in, in most uh, categories, they're still ranked 28, 27th in off, off offense, right? They're seventh in like time possession. But everything we're saying, they still have to get better. But they're getting better, right? And the thing is now with this, if if there's still those comments out there and saying, well, Tomlin, um, you know, not having a losing se- season means nothing. Well, it does mean something. Because where they got this team from, two and six, to now five, five and seven, after by a three and one, a chance to beat Baltimore, that's winning five games in a row. That's like an uptake. That's like, that's getting positive and getting better. And if we can finish the season, the Steelers can finish the season nine and eight or possibly 10 and seven if we run the table the next five that i'm not saying it's head coach it's not like a like coach of the year but it's pretty much like don't write the comment that fired tom because he because he's awful he's a good coach and he's, he's getting where would they be where would they, where would they be if they didn't have my tom i don't i don't know but i'm just starting to think like you can't some of these people in the fans instill a nation and i'm not saying you know why i always when i say still fans are still a nation it's not the guys that go to the game like when, when you and i went to the game right a lot of those fans don't even go on social media. You know what I'm saying? They kind of yeah. just like go and watch the game. They go TV and they're just ready to cheer the team all the time. It's the ones, it's the 5% that represent like the guys on social media that say, Mike Tomlin's a boss. He's awful. Get rid of him. This yada, yada, yada. But if he walks away, if he walks away this season with like pretty much what the, the, the Mike Tomlin haters would say, it's a, it's a rebuilding season. Okay. And he walks away with a, a positive record. They're still not happy because they want the higher draft pick. But at the same time, with a higher draft, but you can't change everything in a day. This, to me, we've talked about this from since day dot when we started the podcast. We said there was something missing. There was a winning culture missing. And maybe that was with Big Ben's age near the end, and, and he tried to win games. And he couldn't relate to the players and stuff like that. But there was a culture missing. After the, the last few games, and I hope they can continue it, they're building that winning culture again. They really are. They're finding ways to win. And they're getting players involved, like Connor Haywood and those dudes, um, on the offense and and getting him the TD for you know in Atlanta and stuff like that and, and Benny Stowe's running better and Najee Harris wants to win. He got asked about the playoffs the other day and he said, oh, "I think we've got a chance." So without, without and he's got to believe and he's got to believe. And you know what I don't I don't understand is the haters of Mike Tomlin say, "Oh, it was all Big Ben that did it." And Tomlin's nothing without Big Ben. Okay, so now if yes. that's the case, if yes. that's the case, now <laughs> we can see how Tomlin coaches and we'll see yes. what we do right. And, this and we, are, we are seeing that too. So so that's a very good point because that was one of their big arguments was saying, well, it's never Tomlin's players for the Super Bowls, which I disagree with. They said it was all Big Ben throughout the 18 years. No, it wasn't. It's, it's a team of 53. You look last week and say that that's, if it's all only Big Ben, we look back to if it's only Kenny Pickett or it's only Tomlin. No, last week it was Presley Harvin with the punt. You know, it's it, these comments are just like... Well, have, that's not like, like the great one says... Um, you know, Mike Rosowski image from him on YouTube. He's like, 2019, am I a joke to you? Exactly. Man, I was yeah. there. I went to that Bills game, the yeah. only color rush loss up until the, the one against I the know, what are you doing? Out and honest to, God, honest to God, you, I've been to a couple of NFL games before that, but you could tell mm. in college games, but you could tell, you could tell that Duck Hodges was like not even a third or fourth tier quarterback in the NFL. Now, people sit there and go, well, Matt, he won a certain amount of games and he played a certain amount of games. It, like, 
it was like barely an offense. Like, and you could tell Mason Rudolph like should have been in there and be better. He should never be. Well, we lost that game 17 10, right? Is that right? No, no, uh, no, it was a bit. No, it was like, wasn't it something like 21 12 or something? 21. I'll find it. I, I, look, I try to block it out of my memory. I try to just remember that, that it was fantastic. That before seventeen ten, I was right. I was right. There seventeen ten, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whatever it was, right? It, oh yeah, nineteen twelve, same margin. Um, you could just you could just tell. But you look back to that season and games that we were in and the trading for Minka and all the things that Minka did. Like Minka's a fantastic player, but you have to scheme him into that that defense, and they did that pretty quickly, right? And so I just don't get this narrative of like the fire Mike Tomlin or. You know, they shouldn't have started the season off so badly then. And it's like, what, what are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. Like, how are these these some of these fans, and they and they are very quiet now, so it's quite nice and peaceful, right? It's like you're on holiday, <laughs> yeah. you're chilling out with yeah. your beverage, you know, no one's around, no kids around like that, you know. You get the you're reading the nice book or you get the nice cool, calm breeze, you know, it's fantastic. But like when the when Tom and the still still start to lose, it's like a bunch of hooligans come in, you know, a bunch of 19-year-olds starting a party, it's crazy. But he needs to be given respect. And also, like like the guy that I shouted out a few times, or every, pretty much every everyone in Stellation did, Matt Canada's starting the core new game, and they're actually they're actually executing on plays. The thing is, though, like I've been saying, can they back it up? And they, they're starting to. And if they win this game versus the Ravens, right, which I think they can, right? No Lamar Jackson. Their, their team is in a bit of shambles, too. They're what and we'll get to the injury report. I know people are talking about injury report in the live chat. Yeah, but their, their team's in a bit of shambles. So, so if they can build some respectability and win this season then I don't think they have too much ammo to say, well, fire Tom, because this is one of the hardest seasons at the start of the year. Rookie quarterback. There was a new quarterback in Trubisky. Things would try to figure that out. And and and, and Mark Malone's right. If we're winning, they're quiet, 100%. But there needs to be some respect given to Mike Tomlin. If this trends and he does finish with 9-8 and eight and or finish 10-7, and seven, never having a losing season is an unbelievable stat, by the way. That means you're competitive in every single game. Or... Most games, unless you get thrashed by the Bills or whatever. But you know what I'm trying to say? You're competitive. I mean, I've even moved season. on. I've even moved on from the um, Kenny Pickett should have started the season criticism, right? I still believe that. That's my opinion. I thought that completely. I just thought, bring him in. If he, if he was the better person, and only the Steelers know, if he was the better quarterback. And obviously, we've seen development over the last four or five weeks, mm-hmm. which just takes time. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I wish that could have happened early. There's the same argument that his confidence could have been killed. I don't know. I just think he's got that moxie. I think he's an older, he's not like he's a 21 year old quarterback. He's a 24 year old quarterback. Like I think it's different, but Mike Tomlin made the decision, right? And Mike Tomlin has to wear the decision and he owned the decision with the team. And he copped all the flack when they were, what was it? One and five. Did we get to one and six? And I don't know. It's been such a lot busy last few weeks, whatever it was, one and five, one and six. Sure. I think I got to one and six and then we won. It was two and six. No, it was one and five, and then we and we five. won two and five, and then we're two whatever. Yeah. Anyway, the the point the point I'm trying to make is that Tomlin wore that. The team are bouncing back. The team's getting healthier. They obviously you don't plan on losing TJ Watt for as long as he was out for. You also had a very tough start to the season in terms of schedule. And look at the the teams they played are, are all up there or are still in playoff contention. Like particularly like a team like Miami. Um, you know, people talking about tour is potentially the MVP behind Mahomes, right? So, or dueling out Mahomes for it. I just, I love where we're at. I love the run home. And, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of, in, I think there's a bit of, a, even a bit more enjoyment to it. Like Mark, you and I remember the Steelers in, when we were a lot younger and the teams mm-hmm. in the 2000s and, oh, team, and, you know, other Steelers fans remember the Steelers in the seventies and like, 
they're not they've never been the team that's going to win 14 15 games in a, a you know in a in a season that's not them and you don't have to do that i mean look at marty Schottenheimer's 14 and 2 charges that did nothing look at like you know there are plenty of other teams that have gone 15 and done you know might got 15 wins and done nothing you know colts and the and the Patriots have lost in those Super Bowls. Therefore, it's not a successful season by the Pittsburgh standards, right? But my my thing is getting to the playoffs. If you no matter how you get there, you're in there and knowing how to win. And that's the thing that I'm liking. I'm liking that they're figuring out how to win. And the, there's a lot of young guys that are learning this early. That's how you build a dynasty for four or five years. Right? This Let's is- pick up. Sorry, you finish. No, no, no. That's what I was just going to say. What we are doing now will help us win the Super Bowl. There are a lot of right. teams that stuff around trying to get 10 wins and have got uh, always in this constant, I'm going to win now mode. And they never quite get there because they're not actually thinking about what a long-term strategy looks like. That's all I'm saying. Let's um let's pick up on this point. So the comment from the great one, 03 says, if we win on our momentum is going to continue next season. We talked about this off air about 10 minutes ago, but what are your thoughts on the off season? How can they, how can they improve at certain positions to really take charge if they can finish strong and they win, say they win four out of five games or three out of five, yeah, and we're near that near that um, even record or below. And you know what? Also, even if Mike Tomlin gets one game below a losing season, like that's still pretty good. <laughs> well, it's also an odd, but it's also like you're playing an odd number. That's why I hate the odd games, right? Mm. Just play eighteen weeks and have two buys. I I, I just don't. It's weird, isn't it? They will soon, though. In the next two years, three years, they'll, they'll, they'll make but, it but, 18. But it doesn't make sense. If you have 18 games and 19 weeks, right, then, and I don't think, I still think you need about three preseason games as much as people think that's crazy. I think you need it for conditioning. Like, I don't, I don't, even the buy, like, before that, I don't, I don't really love that. But the point is, is that most injuries take six weeks on average to heal. If you have eighteen, if you have eighteen games or nineteen weeks, even if someone you know suffers a fracture, they can be back, and you're going to have to play with the IR rules as well for this. But you, with two buys, and it's a twenty game, go. twenty week season, they can, you're going to be back. Like, and I just don't know why we're going to hurry up and get there. So, so my Tom on to to avoid this stat going under. He if he loses two more games, he's going to have a losing record. Yeah, it'll be eight, eight and nine, right? Yeah. But then if they beat the Ravens, and I know I didn't answer the same question I asked you, but if they if they beat if, oh, we didn't go into it. Now I'm just going everywhere. If they beat the Ravens, right? Can't yeah. can they not beat them again three weeks later? Right? This is the one though that I think if you look <clears throat> at the schedule of what they've got, that's the one you could see them like because it, it's pretty hard to win five games in a row in the NFL, right? Which is what it will, will be or five seven. or six games. <laughs> yeah, right. So like yeah, because then they go Baltimore, then they go the Browns. I kind of think it's what I said on War Room this week. If you beat them this week, you give yourself a saving grace in 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 week. Will it be week seventeen? It's week seventeen mm-hmm. that they played them. Yeah, week seventeen. Um, and but you can't drop Carolina and the Raiders, right? But if you drop Carolina and the Raiders, then you you absolutely have to have to beat Baltimore again. And I don't think you want it to come down to that. And if they can beat Baltimore both times, well, then I think they go into that Browns game and TJ, like Deshaun Watson will regret ever being born if he doesn't already, really. Like, I, he didn't I just, play too well, too, well, too well last week. He was bad, man. I saw hey, one pass that was right to the dirt and it was nowhere near the receiver. 
It was really a bad pass. And then the Browns stepped up too. Shout out to the Browns for doing that. The running game stepped up. The team stepped up. And defensive-wise, they stepped up, right? But if the Steelers can get away with one this week, I think they can win this game, right? Then it tells me they've got four games left. They, they can have a chance to run. Because I think the, the biggest, like, quote-unquote, if there were to be a trap game this 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 year or near the end of the year, we're probably going to be Carolina, I think. Well, they, well, when, when, it might be. It might be the Raiders by the time we get there, mate. I, I think the Raiders game, though, man, they're going to be fired up. But I, I had really Falcons. Think. But see, I had Falcons as a trap at the start right. of the season. I felt Falcons as a trap when I went through with like Shannon White as well. I was like, they might beat the they might beat the Saints and the Colts, but then they're going to struggle like against the Fal- like I didn't lose in that Falcons game, and yeah, they only just came away with it, but they probably should they should have scored a lot more points than they did. But they but the point is they won it. Right, they're learning. Young guys are learning how to win, and and so you talked about in the off season, like there's going to be many weeks we're going to be able to dissect what that looks like. But I, it's like what we've talked about. There are really there are rock solid tackle, a really good backup running back. People go, what the heck with with way mm. Snell's playing? But they're not going to resign. Why would you resign Snell for two or three million dollars a year, which is what the, he'll do with the with the vet contracts, right? versus and someone also offer him that versus bring a guy in and let's say the third round because I think you need a compensatory in the third round that's in previous years would have been a second round pick but running backs are slipping down in the progress right so let's say you got you look at that you go and you get a, a decent backup running back to Najee similar sort of stuff but you go out and you get a really good offensive tackle you get another really good guard or even a better center than Cole in, in free agency. A, a more, I say veteran, but someone that's post their rookie deal, like top notch. And you go out and get a bona fide number one cornerback. Mm. Like, and you get someone else. Maybe you've got enough money, if, particularly if you cut William Jackson <laughs> for the, the 10 million. You've got enough money for someone that, to help Haywood out on the line or re-sign Ogunjobi if you think he's going to stay healthy. Yeah. This team, like... Think about if this team could go get nine and eight or even eight and nine, you make those couple acquisitions and, and Kenny Pickett's improvement and maturity in the offense as well. Um, you know, even if God forbid, and I really hope they don't, they don't do it. But even if you brought back Canada, like you're probably, you've probably got three extra wins on paper just there. Make well, I, I would I would start to ask the question: Where is the rebuild? You know, like it doesn't seem like a rebuild. It kind of seems like no. We've rebuilt on the, we've rebuilt on the fly, and that's yeah. what a proper that's what a like rock solid. You don't want to crash and start like again, franchise. Right? No, that's yeah. why you don't tank. That is yeah. why you don't tank. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the old tanking? I can't stand it. I can't stand the 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 idea of tanking. I don't. I'm the really same because I think it's a culture that it, it, it builds a, a rot that's really hard to beat. However, if I, if you owned, well, if I see if I owned a franchise, I believe in winning, right? So uh, it's hard to say. Like <laughs> I understand the philosophy of team building, but what I always say is it depends on the draft class. Like if you had a crystal ball, like you go back to like 2012 rock mm. solid draft class like you if you pulled up the, all those guys right now and you look at all the quarterbacks in that like 2012 really good rock solid draft class right that's why i love why i think um nba 2k games do really well because you can draft guys you know in the modern years and by picking the old draft classes not interested the same thing because you've got these draft classes you can look back on and you go i really like that guy or that they, they do really well but the reality is and particularly in this year's draft there's usually only 10 guys in the first round that are top quality 
right? That are literally worthy of that first rounder. And the rest is a bit of a gamble. That's why if you look at guys like Taco Charlton drafted before TJ Watt, it's not really had a, decent, a really great career. Look at TJ Watt. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, he's going to set the Steelers sack record very likely. Equal the NFL sack record last year. And if the NFL rules were done properly, he'd have it standalone outright. Now, therefore, unless you get the first pick and you truly believe in that guy and you take it, and again, you've got to be a pretty average franchise and you're probably going to be losing, having a losing record for three to five years, even if you do mm-hmm. that. Why would you bother tanking? And I've said constantly, and I still believe it, Steelers have a pick in the top 15 or even the top 20, trade back, get more picks. You know, the Rams can do effing picks. Now they're going to need a lot of picks. Steelers, mm. get them picks. That's my mantra, get them picks. And if you look at, I did a show back in February um, about trading back in the draft and the Ravens have done it at two of the four teams because they've done it twice, that in the last eight years, have had multiple second and third round picks be from the same draft. So that is, they've had a couple of twos, a couple of threes, or a couple of threes, a couple of fours. But basically, they've won at, they're two of the four teams that have had multiple pro bowlers drafted between round two and four in the same year. And it's a big deal with their positive record, right? And so, and I mean, look where they are ahead of the Steelers right now. Like, yes, that, but Lamar gets injured because we all know about running, running, running quarterbacks, right? Freudian slip. I was just running, running backs, right, with him. But well, what I'm basically saying is that their strategy falls down when it comes to the quarterback position because Lamar can't do that for 17 games. The Steelers draft well. The Steelers develop well. I think the Steelers should show a bit more faith and trade back. But going back to what you're saying, that is exactly why you don't tank because mm-hmm. you could because even if you're if you're a team that finishes two and fifteen or, or worse or even three and fourteen. And, and as Ron Schultz says, tanking creates culture failure. Exactly mm-hmm. what we've been talking about last few weeks. But if you're a team that finishes like any, like let's call it four and 13 or worse, you need a lot. You probably need five first round draft picks every year for two or three years to get good. And you just don't have that many because you can't acquire that many because you don't have the good enough players to, tr- to trade away. Like even the Texans, maybe they, you know, Tunsil can't really be traded because of his deal. You know, there's other than that on the roster, pick someone that you really want to trade for, like maybe Damon Pierce, but he was drafted this year in the fourth, third, fourth round, whatever he was in this year's draft. No one's trading more than a third for him. Like, that's the problem with tanking. And the other thing is, how do you, there's a lot of um, discussion around the NFL, and we've seen a lot this year because we saw it with Chabitsky and a guaranteed number of games and that stupid narrative around being an, an attractive place for free agents. Do you think tanking is an attractive place for free agents if they if they know that you lose a couple of games, you decide you tank mid-year through? And also, it's like you're not finished. It's like quitting out, right? It's it's even if you, unless you get like an injury, you literally can't walk. It's like even if you can't run anymore in a marathon, you. I was always taught you walk it out and you finish, right? Oh, big time. You can't give up on the season halfway through like here's a question do, do you think that teams do it on purpose or do you think it's more of a, a fan perspective that they want them to 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 fail miserably to get the number one pick i would love to spend time going back of, of who had the first round pick and how long it took, it took them to win a super bowl mm. because 
like maybe the maybe you could talk about the Rams doing it well with Goff because what they that all happened in what 2014 or whatever it was, and he 2015 and they were in the Super Bowl and what was it like 2017 or whatever. But I can't remember anyone in the really in the last because I've only decade, got one decade that has had the first round draft pick and then they've won the Super Bowl within three years of that. So therefore, what's right. the point? I've only got one example, and that wasn't that wasn't for the first pick, but it was when Doug Peterson and the Eagles put in uh, Sudfield rather than Hurts. They took Hurts out, right? And yeah. then the other dude, Sudfield, came in and he lost the game, like completely. And by losing that game, I think the Commanders won the division when the New York yeah. Giants could have won it. And uh, when that happened, they end up getting their pick, uh, I think, three or four spots, five down, right? Washington got, won it because they went in on they yes, went in yes. Washington won it. They went by, in seven by and putting nine, in the third quarterback over Hertz, they mm-hmm. should have put Hertz in for the development. Hertz was playing better. He changed quarterbacks for some reason, and then he got found out. And then next minute, the Eagles fired the coach. Now Doug Peace, I believe, is with the he's with the Jaguars, right? I think he's at that direction. But what I'm saying is he got found out for doing it because he he played his lesser quarterback. They found out and he got he got done. But the Eagles got a oh, better. And I'm sure the field. ownership. And Doug Peterson's a good coach. I'm sure that was the ownership. I don't. I can't like. Yeah, but the, but he but he went out. from I think like 14th or 10th or something to seventh, right, or or sixth, right. That's that's how yeah. it worked out. And I was I was watching that game going, oh my, like Jalen Hurts was a he's, he's playing much better now. But in that game, I was like, oh, New York Giants have a chance to win. I felt bad for the Giants fans because the Eagles win that game, the Giants are in the playoffs. But he put in uh, someone Sudfield or whatever Nate Sudfield or whatever, and he was yeah, awful. Sudfield, like, yeah. He was awful, like beyond bad, two fumbles, picks, and stuff like that. So, and that's a good point too. Players, don't I love the narrative. Players. Yeah, from Sean Manahan on YouTube side, it says players don't tank for their replacements. Uh, look to me, it's just, I just I'm just like I'm kind of sick of it because we are so close, and like you know, you, you, the title is here. Will the Will the Steelers keep the the flock and wins together? They can if they can win this game against against no Lamar Jackson. And the Ravens team who can't score points at the moment, their defense is going to be really hard to go against. But this is a game that's going to be another like another uh, check mark or tick saying, "Well, our Steelers are starting to get it together, right?" It, this is one of those ones where well, at home, okay, I'm saying at home, Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris back there, everyone's starting to come together, building that winning culture coming back, you know, back. Uh, young group of fellas, I really think if they can win this game, then they can. What's that? Six and seven, is it? Yeah, yeah, we're close to 500, so why not to go for it? And then we've got four games to go. Come on, man. Come on. Imagine this young young team, though. And I think I said it on War Room. I think I said it last – it was either War Room or we said it last week, um, either on the show or after the show. I don't. I know we've had the conversation. Um, but Kenny Pickett in his rookie year going through this adversity will mean a lot in three or four years' time when the team are having a tough spot or having a tough spot in the half of the game. This is what builds character and leadership, um, which he's already got in spades. But with that, we're going to take a break from our sponsor. When we come back, we're going to look at the injury report uh, because it is quite extensive for both teams and what that means for this week's game. And we're back on Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peveril with Marky D as always. Marky D, it's our favorite time of this show of the week. It is the injury report. Yes, I'm still continuing to be frustrated by dashes <laughs> and questionables. That's going to continue probably for the rest of the time that Roger Goodell is the commissioner. But anyway, we'll look at this game. I, I did see that um, 
a couple of players like Deontay and TJ Watt might be even questionable up until the run-up of the game. Right now, they're questionable. So is Malik Reed, Najee Harris, Chooks, um, Joby, Haywood um, are all not listed because they've got the dash with the brackets. It's different from a dash dash. I don't know. Um, but all those, all players had full, were full participants at training today, Friday in the US as we go live to air right now. Um, so even like with Malik Reed, I could imagine with a back injury, if he was full practice, he's probably all right. They're just being a bit tentative with it. Um, in terms of Chukes, uh, as I say, he was full practice as well. So it was just not listed. TJ Watt, I'm sure they're just resting him up. If he doesn't play, I am not deeply worried given it's not Lamar. Um, obviously it helps, but if you rest him, if, if resting him now equals three or four wins after this game, then I, I get it. I'm fine with it. Um, Deontay, interesting because he was limited practice on Wednesday, did not practice Thursday, limited on Friday. It's kind of interesting the narrative of like Pickens wanting the ball after like and going through all of that and then like Deontay's injured. But that kind of also sucks because that gives the Ravens a bit of a like, well, Pickens wanted the ball, Deontay, um, you know, they're going to have to balance the offense more. And then now they're going to throw it to Pickens. So Pickens will probably face a lot of double teams. Um, although Marlon Humphrey, there was sort of a, a joke about on social media about him being like belted by Pickens. Um, I think regardless, what we're seeing out of Freemuth means this This is like, this is time for Freemuth to shine. Stephen Sims, even a bit of Oshesky. But I also think like the Steelers for the running game, it becomes really important. Um for them there to continue what they started doing last week and getting guys like Connor Haywood into the mix. But before we go to the Ravens injury report, what, how do you feel about where we're at in terms of the guys that might be questionable for the game? It's just part of this part, really part of the game, isn't it? At this point in the season, what week 14 in um, a lot of guys, he injured a bit like TJ Watt. He's still pretty, you know, he's, he's, I guess he'll, he'll play right, but he's still playing a bit hurt here and there, but it's week 14. Like this, this is the point where everyone's kind of injured. You know, and you kind of see guys getting rest time or Najee Harrison, uh, limited practice, stuff like that. But they're going to play. Like, they will play on the day. So I'm not too worried about this kind of stuff. It's only when I see them, like, not playing or, you know, guys like if it's Witherspoon or in his, in a guy like him being out for a long time, they're like, oh, no, it's it's, a, it's a, um, an injury that, that is going to long, you know, longer. So I'm not too worried at all, man. I'm really not. Yeah, nice one. On the Baltimore side, um, not listed uh, is... Calais Campbell, who didn't practice on Wednesday. They didn't list him on Thursday or Friday. Um, they've got him as... Uh, this is where things annoy me, right? It's and not injury-related, I'm presuming, with NIR, but they should explain that in the glossary. What's the point of having glossary or not? But anyway, they arrested Calais Campbell, not listed all week. Who knows if he's practice? I, I don't know, whatever. If he's there, the offensive line have to block him. If he's not, he's not. Like That's the reality of it. Tristan Colin was out with personal. He full practice Friday. You'd think he'd be in. Devin Duvernay, the wide receiver, um, was rested. Did not practice Wednesday. Not listed the other three days. I don't know how you cannot list them. Like, there's a million designations. I don't get it. Um, Lamar Jackson knee did not practice all week. Doubtful. I mean, we talked to the, I saw the, the advice that it was a PCL tear. Surely he's not paying on a PCL tear. Um, particularly in, when he's not got a contract for next year. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Um, that's just ludicrous. I don't know whether he'll play again this year if they lose in the next two games. 
Um, Patrick McCarry, the offensive lineman um, who's played center for them, did that really wayward one like um, Pouncey. Uh, I think they've listed him at tackle. He's got a toe injury, did not practice Wednesday, limited practice Thursday, full practice Friday, questionable. I think he'll play if he can. Marcus Peters was rested, but for, through Wednesday, Thursday, um, full practice Friday, I'd assume he plays. Delshawn Phillips, a linebacker, had a quad injury. He was limited on Wednesday, Thursday, full practice Friday. This is a depth piece for them. Um, Patrick McQueen, their linebacker has a th- and fast linebacker, has a thigh injury. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday, full practice on Friday. I think he'd play. Stan- Ronnie Stanley, their their top top end uh, tackle, ankle rest, so full practice Wednesday, limited Thursday, did not practice Friday. That's kind of interesting to me because I kind of would have expected a little bit of a little bit of the reverse or limited like on Wednesday, full on Thursday, rest on Friday with a loading. So this is quite interesting. I'd be interested to see what happens here with Ronnie Stanley. Um, he might be more of a question mark than then he might be more questionable than it says because he's put not listed with the dash. But actually to me, knowing injuries, it sounds questionable, but he's not been given the questionable designation. Um, Christian Welch, the linebacker had a concussion. He was limited on Wednesday, Thursday, full practice Friday. Um, Daryl Worley, their cornerback hamstring did not practice all week. He's out. Um, Kevin Zeitler, guard, knee, um, in knee concern, did not practice Wednesday, Thursday was limited on, on Friday. I don't think he plays, but he's a really key part of their offensive line. And then Morgan Moses, the tackle that was rumored to be talking to the Steelers as well. I don't know, I can't remember whether he came for a visit or not um, in the offseason. But anyway, he was rested, did not practice Wednesday, is not listed um, Thursday, Friday, or in terms of game status. So they've got a whole host of different things in really key positions. A lot of players there, mate. A lot of players. I know. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And the offensive line too. Like on this injury report, you've got Makari, who's a starter, Ronnie Stanley, who's a starter, Zietler, who's a starter, Morgan Moses, who's a starter. Like they've practically got their offensive line apart from Tyler Linderbaum, the rookie, who I think is going to get real pressure from guys like Haywood. They've probably got their whole offensive line on this list. I just want to bring up something really, really funny and really not relevant, right? So I'm looking at um, (laughs) uh, I'm looking at the ESPN stats, right? And I went into the Steelers. If you go into ESPN.com, Pittsburgh Steelers stats, uh, I go down, I went, went down, went down right down the bottom, right? Turnover ratio, the Steelers have three, okay? For some reason, and if this plus is maybe, three, plus three. Plus yeah, three. well, get this. Our opponents have plus 145. So, uh, and I'm not making that what? up. Like you, you, you can go onto yourself. You can double check it. You can discount double check, right? Um, they, the, our opponents have 145 turnover ratio. So someone on the ESPN... Uh, team does not like the Steelers at all. <laughs> Have a look while you're here. Uh, it can't just be me. I, I swear that we've got three and their opponents of 145 turnovers. Come on, man. What are you doing, ESPN? Someone's written that article or written that. That's uh, why I entrust ESPN. <laughs> and that's why I'm a pro football. Are, are you looking it up now or not? It's, I'm not it's incredible. ESPN. I'm How trying to see what pro yeah. football reference actually have. Well, yeah, it's not 145. Anyways, there's something for you guys. Percentage <laughs> of drives turning ending in an offensive turnover. Baltimore of 15%. The Steelers are 13%. Baltimore are two in the league. Pittsburgh is seven. Oh no, this is this is counting all the opponents throughout the whole season. So 
It's meant it's 145. But how do you how do you? Uh, uh, yeah, I can post Wait, a link. Is that saying that, that like their opponents in total yeah. have scored them? I'm, that's really confusing. <laughs> yeah. I, it, just, it just boggles my mind how that happens. So uh, that link might work. I don't know if that link will work. Give me a second. I'll put it in the old the old uh, YouTube as well. Uh, I just send people away from the show. Um, <laughs> they can always come back. What are you doing? I, I I'm not lying, though. I just want to say it's just funny to me. How, how, do, you, how do you make the error? Well, I guess we made the error of Kenny Pickett too, didn't we? The Steelers made that error too. So, um, nah, you can always open a new tab. But there's there's Windows for a reason, mate. That's what that's what uh, Bill Gates made. Yeah, not on, not not on um not if you're on YouTube with the app on the for it. <laughs> oh, everyone's got two phones. Oh, All right. All right, All right, back to the show. I told you it wasn't relevant. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Well, you know what? I want to bring up one from before that I I wanted to get work into the part one of the show. But I think it was Sean Manahan that said, "Now yeah, I can't find it. Um, he said, said oh, no. yeah, it was Brian Brown. He said, would it be awesome if Pigeons attacked Tucker, causing him to miss the game winning kick, sealing the Steelers? Oh, man. I would say be- yes, only after he's kicked like a few field goals because I've got him on fantasy. If that happens, okay, okay that, what if what if a pigeon goes in there and flies in his face? Do they retake the down? Like as he's kicking it? Yeah. I think they would. You reckon? Is that a, is that a would. thing? I think mm. they would. I reckon he's their best player. Instruction the on the play. <laughs> I think he he uh, allows him to win so many games. Like as long as they get to the 50 yard line, he's got a chance. Or 45 yard line, he's got a chance to kick a 50. So uh, he's one of their best players, really. He wins them so many games. He's like their MVP. Like Dead said, he needs to be the MVP every year. Okay, I'm more worried about him than, than I am the actual offense because they can score some. I know. That's why I'm like this week. Goal. With the, I was like, oh, do I bench him and get another kicker because I believe in the Steelers' defense this week? And I was like, no. This is like if if they're going to score, if they're going to get over 15 points, he's going to have like six field goals in this game. Sean Manahan says here they don't re- redo the play when the refs get in the way. That's true too. So. Imagine if they kick the field goal and the flock the flock of pigeons like save the field goal from going inside the post. Mate, that's very Ted Le- Ted Lasso when the dog gets <laughs> killed. Have you seen that? When he takes the penalty shot and he kills the dog, he kills the mascot of the, of the team. Oh no! But imagine that'd be like the, the rarest thing to see. Like because they, because they're going in numbers. Bo- Come on, no, they call some BS. Almost more than some BS thing from New York. They call think about all the things they've called against the Steelers the last few years. That you sit there and like, down, they'll retake the play. They'll find a way. That'd be so funny though, because if they all flew together at once, right, yeah. and they just like, uh, you know, man together. They should the train thing. them to do it. Well, you probably could maybe put put seeds on the post. I don't know. I don't know what you do. <laughs> to put this, like super glue, steal Justin Tucker's like little thing. Like that he kicks off like oh you don't oh like, yeah put seed on that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like home alone yeah 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 you know what I mean when she when she uh when they get covered in sticky stuff yeah. and they build the pigeons on like yeah let's yeah, do that yeah, yeah. There you go. be better against Burrow though because that was like home alone looks like Burrow but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing it Justin Tucker or the whoever is the holder put it on their gloves when they're sneaking <laughs> <laughs> Well, they are growing in numbers, man. So if they're coming back this Sunday, I don't know if it's getting cold or whatnot, but uh, yeah, I think pigeon power might be in effect. 
But um, I, I think actually the Steelers are going to be in effect. I, I can see a good game. Do you think it's going to be hard for the Steelers to run against this team, you know, in, in with the defense? I don't because I think they're going to be more tasked with trying to crush Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I I think, and I, I my only worry is that the Steelers think that they can <laughs> pass their way to a victory. They need to run their way to a victory. Welcome, welcome to the 1990s. JJ52 said Steelers will draft Tommy Pickles in the first year. It's all right. You know, like I love how they just bring up random. I love how JJ52 just brings up random references about like anything. It's like that was dead set in the 90s with his what stew driver. Um, Rug rat. Yeah, man, that's a good show. What a great show that was. I you didn't like you didn't like it. You didn't like it, did you? You didn't like Rugrats. You I watched it. It wasn't you didn't it wasn't like, like top notch for me. You didn't like Phil and Lil. You didn't like Chucky. You didn't like I found it. it. I found the camera angle. I know it's a cartoon, but I found the angle weird from the way they were on. You the never floor. liked the intro and like but the intro was, was good. I really liked the intro. I like the intro. You, did you like uh the incompetent dad stew that couldn't get anything right? You know? <laughs> yeah, but that's that's like all cartoons, like <laughs> Simpsons and stuff. Um, I thought it was good, man. I thought it was one of the one of the best shows I've ever seen when I was a kid. By the way, kid, I really liked. Um, oh, they probably didn't have an America. There's no point bringing it up. Um, I uh, say, what is it? Round the twist. Well, no, that's doing really well apparently on like things like Netflix and stuff now. Really, that's an old show, man. I know, but it's doing really, really that's well. An old show. It deals with a lot of issues though when you're between ten and fifteen in a in a weird way though. Like what if you if you get a pot if you get a possum stuck in your out in your outhouse? No, what the, like, <laughs> um, no. When I was a really little kid, I really liked um that Barbar show. You know the elephant. Nah, see, I don't. I don't I'm not yeah, no idea what that is. Sort of show I liked. Yeah, and, and Jed, I was a big I agree with fan. you. Fan. Dexter's Lab Ron Schultz. Yes, I completely agree. Yeah, I didn't watch that, show. man. I didn't, I didn't watch Dex. I didn't watch Dex. I don't know. That's what the guy with the glasses. Is that right? Have, yeah, Dex is a little. Do you have like blonde hair or something? No, I didn't say that. It got a little bit far fetched at times. Anyway, right. I mean, we we did this a couple of weeks ago. Hopsicle. What's hopsicle? But, um, Whoa. on the defense though, I feel like every everything's so offensive focused this season for the Steelers. Really is. <laughs> Really is <laughs> like for a number of reasons, a lot of narratives. Um, but on the defensive side, what what do you think they need to do here? Because because uh, obviously we a lot of us are still fans feel really confident when they play Lamar and we've got the game the game plan for that. What do you, you think about what? Huntley? You know what? You know what? I think Huntley's a good passer. I reckon you got to go and do what TJ what can what does. He needs to to. What if he's out though? Uh, if he's out, then they got to feel in what what he normally does. They got to harass the quarterback every single play, get him uncomfortable. Yeah, you can't throw the ball for sixty minutes and come back and win the game if you're getting harassed and hit and knocked over. And you know you got to have a real bit of mentality to do that because what TJ Watt does when when there's those uh, option plays start starts, he always goes to the quarterback if he's if he's outside contain, he always goes out to the quarterback pretty much yeah. nine times out of ten. Even if the, he knows the other guy is getting the running back the ball. He'll still tackle the quarterback because that's in a, it's a it's a bang bang play. And I, I love when that happens. So um I, I think I think this just pressure and not mainly get sacks, but really confuse the quarterback. And I think because I don't see him scoring three TDs. And I, I went around to some other Ravens podcast and they were saying too he can't score. His, his highest he's ever scored was two. What TDs. were they saying about I want to talk about Doc Holiday's comment because mm-hmm. I actually really agree, but that's why I want and I'll explain why I agree, but why I said the running game was important. Um, 
What were they saying about? I've no chance to do any of that this week. What were they saying about Kenny Pickett? I didn't see too too many things on Kenny Pickett. I saw a lot of things focus on Lamar Jackson, saying, "Well, a lot of commenters and the and the the, the, the YouTubes I did watch were saying, well, no Lamar Jackson. Well, who is he going to go?'" And they're saying, "Well, we're going to follow him to another team.'" And I saw other things like um, um, Greg Roman's a bad offensive coordinator, so yeah, maybe they don't in, like him. They don't like him at all, at all. They're not a fan of this heavy run, this run scheme. They don't like that. They don't like yeah. how they have no receivers, or they say they say they, they have receivers, but they're not using them. So, and they said to Tyler Huntley's only got two TDs. He's never done anything, anything more or less. But I don't mind his play. I think he's got some pretty good play. I really do. People I say about like Pickett and look at what the difference is with Pickett in. Well, I I know I I think I think he has a he can throw the football down the field. I think he can find the receivers. It all depends if they're going to do this run heavy scheme with the tight ends, get Mark Andrews involved, stuff like that. But the Ravens men are a funny team or funny funny fan base because they they're legit. I've read so many comments saying wherever Lamar goes, they will go, and I would never be like that. Like I'm not going to say where Cameron Haywood goes, I go. No way, dude. Cameron Haywood becomes a Raven, then you're public yeah. enemy number one. But they, yeah. there are some fans out there. That, and maybe because they are a younger franchise, because they've only been what Baltimore Ravens, what 20, 30 years from was it the Browns they used to be or something, right? They changed yeah, names yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, because right? they're cult. But there are a lot of them saying wherever Lamar goes, they treated him wrong, they're doing him badly. Whatever contract he goes to, they're going to follow. And I'm like, really? So the Ravens are going to probably self implode, I think, too, because that's kind of weird in the NFL. Like in the NBA for a long time, I supported a team based on one play. Like I had a favorite player when they moved teams, I wouldn't support them. Right. So I'm a big, I was a big KG fan, which is why I'm a Timberwolves fan now, because they decided a few years ago, I wanted to be a fan. Right. But then I supported Steve Nash at the Suns. Um, When KG went to the Celtics, that's my dad's team. I didn't want to go for them. Um, I really liked Steve Nash too. So I support the Suns. When he went to LA, I went, nah, I supported Duran at Oklahoma. And then I kind of just watched generally in the league and then I decided I really wanted to be a, I'll just be a Timberwolves fan because that was the first team I ever watched. But like in the NFL, that's a very different thing to do. And I also don't really get that narrative of a player like Lamar. How could you, man, how could you do that? I just don't, I don't I, I, I'm telling you, I did see a lot. I saw a lot of comments saying that and I never really see that in Steel fans say that. So a lot of fans. Um, you know, we're think- a proper fan base, man. Yeah, but I saw a lot of fans saying that wherever Lamar goes, we go. And I'm like, whoa, dude, that's crazy. So, and they're winning eight and four, but maybe they know that the kind of season could be is, is collapsing yet again because Lamar Jackson went out last year. I called it last year. I said Lamar Jackson and the Ravens won't win another game. They lost six in a row. So here we go. This, this could be a possibility. But, you know, we talked about off air. I want to hear your thoughts too, but like, or hear them again. <laughs> right. Where do you think Lamar goes? Yeah, uh, I'll just say, like, great take, Ron Schultz, on Seattle, too. Um, but I, before we get to the Lamar one, I will get there. I want to bring up Doc Holliday's comment. Um, Pickett and Ravens secondary will be key to the game. I think I think they'll not be as successful running the ball as they have, they have the last few games. Doc Holliday says that on the YouTube side. I agree. That's why I was saying earlier about the run game being important. I want to see balance because if Pickett's if, if Pickett, sorry, has to throw 40-plus like passes in this game, unless it's for some reason goes next year. And I, gosh, I hope it does not because you don't want to be facing Justin Tucker in overtime. Like we're going to have a real problem. So that's why I really want to make, I really want the Steelers to make sure they're running the ball to keep the the Ravens defense honest. Um, Right. On the, you asked me about Lamar Jackson. Where do I think he's going to yeah. go? 
to me, because you said he wants to be, he probably probably wants to be on a contender. Whilst there are a heap of West Coast teams that I could see going in there to play for him, particularly if the if the um particularly if San Francisco don't re-sign Jimmy G, if they they want to bring Lamar in like while they figure out what the heck's going on with Trey Lance. And they've got two guys that I think are going to be quite similar. Um, even though Lamar's built a lot bigger than Trey Lance. I, something to me says the New York Jets, right? Then right. they only need their tight end. Why would you, why would you do anything else? I mean, the Jets have a good defense, have Robert Sala. They want to get rid of Wilson. Wilson would give someone for the Ravens to have in the short term and to start changing the overall scheme of the offense. Um, I, I I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Like I don't know why. And New York with the branding and the money and the sponsorship, love and him. The lights, absolutely love him. Out they way. would love him. It would it'd be the glitz and the glamour. Um, and they're a physical team too. They're a physical team uh, on defense now and starting to run the rock too. So that would be a perfect fit for them. And maybe you can start to win some games and win some playoff games too. So uh, I think it'd be be very interesting too. So yeah, that's my. That's my hot take. Um, but it's but I'm telling you, says Houston. I, I looked at that too, but they don't have enough to they don't have enough to do it right now. Like, yeah, but but a lot of the Ravens fans are saying the season's done because they're not a fan of offensive coordinator. They're not a fan of Lamar leaving or, or or you know injured. He could be out for this week or this week and the next few weeks. Um, they do believe in Huntley too. And they want to beat us for sure, but at the same time, they're they're thinking. They're like, yeah, the season's done. So then maybe they are more fan weather or what you know, fair weather than we are. So I can't believe so it. There's so many comments. It's also funny, like Sean Manahan says his franchise tag, and I know people are saying that you know it doesn't matter where he goes, but he is the AFC North. It doesn't actually have an impact on this on the Steelers. Um I bring this back to the Steelers. I'm never a fan of someone sitting out in the franchise tag. I think it's wrong by the team. I also think it's not playing by the rules, and I think it costs Lab Bell his career by sitting out. But Lamar Jackson at quarterback, it might actually do him a good do him good to sit out a year, right? Like, you know, yeah. get his body right and sign a mega deal. Like And this this the uh, Pedro from Facebook too says this. He makes it definitely Huntley can throw. I've seen him one hundred percent take of the yeah. day. Take of the day. Big time. He can throw the football. So I'm, I'm I would rather the Steelers face Lamar Jackson in this game than Huntley because it's the kind of wild card. But I still think the Steelers can win this game. Are we doing predictions or not? Sure. Let's close out the show with a prediction. All right. I'm going to go. What did I say the other day? I can't remember. Uh, 20. Let's go, let's go a big score. We'll go. Do they crack 30? You reckon? Mm, yeah, no. stuff it. Let's go 31 13. We'll, we'll go a big score. Now, you're not just going big score. You're going to be a split. <laughs> wow. I don't know what I said the other day on another podcast. I was like, I can't remember. So 31-13 will do me. That'll be good. That'll be a good time. We get some, we get we're gonna uh force Huntley to make some turnovers. There's a lot of pressure for him coming in this game, too. But he played pretty well. Can't decide well. between 26-19 or 26-22. Oh, I like I like 26-22. I like that. Yeah, score. so do I. I think that's what I'm gonna go with. Yeah, go that. And but there's only one touchdown from them, the rest of field goals. For every team? No, 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 no. For, oh. for, for, for. Yeah, no, no. no. Oh, it was every team. Um, but if the Ravens win, I think the Steelers will literally, it'll be something like 31-16. I think, so I think if the Ravens, the Steelers are going to go in there and pull out the win 
like and, and the Ravens will keep it close hmm. or the Steelers are going to get not going to have the game plan and it's not going to go we'll right see again. that's it man they're going to be hopeful and see what happens really I'm pretty confident but, but we'll yeah see. the Steelers will do well man this, I, I, I think we're, we're on now it's game on and that's the other thing that I love about this is that we're still on the hunt they've had some you know they've got a sniff of the playoffs now it's just they're just going to go hunt man a hunt well, Huntley that's the theme of this game just hunt <laughs> hunt man we're confident, man, because we br- we brought up some cartoons today too. So you know that's that the, the podcast are pretty fun like that. Bringing up Rugrats and, and Dexter, we're pretty confident, right? So we, everything should be fine. It should be well, fine. Every we time we've done that this season, turned out. Yeah, right. we don't mean to do it. It just comes up. We should we we move to six and seven, and the, and the Browns. We need oh guys, also guys. We need the Browns to win. We need the Browns so to win. So interesting scores in the live chat too. JJ five two seventy five. Let's go. No, that's Steelers crazy. Story. Mark and I love that. We want him to rack up a cricket score um, or basketball score for you guys. Uh, Pedro, 17-10. Claude Bishop, 16-10. Sean Manahan, 23-16. Ron Schultz, 17-16 in a nails biter, in a nail biter for the Steelers. Ooh, I could see that. 27-17. Steelers, Mark Malone, very similar to my 26-19. Um, Brian Brown, 2019 on a pigeon jet sweep at the end. I love that. Um, Craig J. Lawson on Facebook says 23-20 Steelers. I could see that score. Um, Steeler Girl 808 says 27-22. Jerry Cherry Band says, hello, Steelers fan. Um, yeah, not bad. Not bad. Bad at all. What's on your – what's on everyone's – let's get a bit festive with it. Now we're only almost two weeks out from Christmas. Um I'd love to hear from the live chat. What's your what's your number one? What's on the top of your Steelers, you know, wish list wish list for gifts this this year? What's on yours, Mark? On my wish list, um, Big Ben invite me onto his podcast. That'd be great. Football, yeah. Well, I, mean, I can't go over, over there, there, but yeah, well, I can't go there. well, no, I mean, like, I've got no money and stuff like that. But like, he doesn't do online stuff, does he? He doesn't do like StreamYard stuff. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. But he's in our realm now, all right? You had your chance in the NFL, but this is our realm. We've been doing this for what, two or three years. So look out, Big Ben, mate. Even though it's highly entertaining. I watched the other day, and I, I would say everyone go watch it. Debo Harrison was on there. God, that was Oh, uh, so you didn't listen to War Room this week. I talked about it because nah. I went back and listened to it. I watched oh, about an hour man. and a half. It was like three yeah, hours. I watched man. about an hour. Yeah, I never, I, never, I never watched the full episode of Football and whatever it is, but I loved it because Debo Harrison was in <laughs> Like, I thought it was cool, man. I thought it was such a great podcast. Uh, those two together have such a good relationship. And it shows you how good our Steelers were back in 2008, 2010. You know, those times, it was it was fantastic. But Christmas stuff, uh, I pretty much, I have so much Steelers stuff already. I'm pretty good yeah. pretty good with things like that. I have so it's much insane. stuff already. Um, if I was going to say, like, a, a spur of the moment, I would love to have. I want to get a Heath Miller Bumblebee jersey. That's my next Ooh, thing. I like that. Yeah. That's a nice one. Yeah, I like, because he had a pretty big game, I think, against Washington and Bumblebee. So I like to, to match the jersey to the game as well. I like agree with that. You know what I mean? Like that. So well, I've like got, I really a, got an AB one, one, but AB went nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I want one of the 1970s away jerseys because um, they're a bit like this with the way the white hits at the hits at the, the seam at the top. Um, but JJ52, we're not going into Christmas movies. That's Next that, week. That's, <laughs> I'm not Next going week. there. I'm not going there. This conversation never ends well with me with people. Um, Why? All right. Oh, man, we're going to get in trouble from bad for going over. 
I'm a believer that Die Hard's not really a Christmas movie. Oh my right? goodness. End the podcast. And but if you do believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie, it is. Right. Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie, and Lethal Weapon is better than Die Hard. That's just my opinion. And it's not. also, also, if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, Mean Girls is a Christmas movie. Mean Girls is not a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. What about that scene nah. when they're on stage in the Christmas outfits? You're kidding me, man. Nah, that's You're not kidding a Christmas me. movie. No nah, way. Nah. Anyway, you we're going to move made, on to, to Jennifer who says, I'm a good point. I got all my family jerseys. You've just made four bad points. You you just rated Lethal Weapons. It's a good movie too. Good series over Die Hard. Yippee-ki-yay, hey, mother... Man, you're oh picking man. you're picking Bruce Willis over Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Heck no, man. I don't know. Okay, you know what? Why are you comparing them anyway? They're both great because films. They're Christmas movies. No, no. I I would say I would say Die Hard is a, is a better movie over those two. And to. also, Home Alone is a much better Christmas movie than either of them. You, you're going to say Die Hard's better than Home Alone? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Come on, man! I just don't like, do that! I, don't do that! I just like I like the film. Bad take, I just, man. There's a, there's a part in Die Hard where where Bruce Willis is talking to to the enemy. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even know it's him. And the guy's like Hans or whatever his name is, like acting like one of the civilians. And then he does know, and they start fighting each other. That's a great Christmas theme. I'll tell you a bad Christmas movie. Why don't we flip the script, right? A bad Christmas movie, like Star Wars Christmas Special. I've never seen it. Never seen it. No, most people haven't, and it's a good thing. <laughs> Sean Manahan. <laughs> so, you know, I tell you what, what I don't like that much overly is the Grinch. Not a fan of the Grinch. Which one? I like the cartoon. Nah, the, the the Jim Carrey. I'm not a fan of the whole the, the whole thing about it. I don't just don't like it. Why? I don't know. I just don't. I just don't. I just think. Jim Carrey can be a good actor in some things, but in my opinion, that's just like overact. I don't know. I just kind of like don't. I just maybe because he's so green and tall. I don't know. I just don't really like the idea about it. I find a bit. I don't know if I'd get, let my kid watch the not the cartoon. Like, but then the cartoons can be quite horrifying as well. It's this the first half an hour of that movie? God, we're way off topic at the moment. That first half an hour of that movie. Isn't like is a little bit whacked out. Like I, I don't know, I don't know whether I just, like, I just my, don't like, like his smile before they're seven or eight years old. Watch that. I'd rather see Bruce Willis tear down a whole tower of bad guys than the Grinch's smile. Let's put it that way. We'll talk about this hang, next week. Hang on, what? <laughs> Say that again. I just think Die is a good movie in general. I don't know. I just, I just, I just no, like... I'm just saying it's not the best Christmas movie. Oh, okay, I've moved on from fighting people that it's not a. That's not a Christmas movie. Uh, with that being I just said, think a Christmas movie should be about Christmas, not at Christmas time. <laughs> not about one man, a solo man going and saving the world. That's Christmas. That's that's like Christmas at, like with your family. It's fighting going the, everywhere. Save I don't the know. world. Look, we are way off topic. We need it. We, we, we're now fired. We're fired now, Maddie. We need to end this show. All right. Well, with that, we are going to close out this week's... <laughs> Down under. I'm Matty Peveril with Nike D, as always. Go, Steelers. 